Welcome to the Divorce Comeback Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified and trauma-informed divorce coach, professional planner, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that there are no setbacks in life, only set-ups for epic comebacks. So without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I have one of my favorite humans on planet Earth joining us today. She's a repeat guest, but you haven't heard from her in almost a year. We realized in our uh, time together before this that she was on about a year ago talking about how to create a... Yeah, a year and a half ago, how to create a satisfying single life, which was an awesome one. But today I have Miss Annie Bordonsky. She's a life coach and YouTuber. Her YouTube channel, Oh My Annie, it has an audience of over 400,000 and over 50 million views, which she has grown over the last decade. Annie specializes in manifestation and has helped hundreds of thousands of people over the years. Annie herself is a manifestation queen. And to get more of her story, make sure you go check her out on YouTube and Instagram. You can find her everywhere at Oh My Annie. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am obsessed with you. You are such a near dear person in my life. You and I met in coaching school in 2018 when we were living in California, created a friendship out of that. And even though both you and I have now moved out of California, You're living in Washington State in a tiny home, which you manifested, created, built, all the things, not hand-built, but had-built. And (laughs) I moved to Columbus, Ohio, the great state of Ohio. So we're both kind of like living totally different lives. We're different, more evolved versions of ourselves. Just it's going to be such a fun conversation, you guys, today, because Annie is truly the queen of manifestation. I've never met anyone who does it like you, ever, ever, ever. That's nice to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I went to your apartment for the first time in California and you had this like gold YouTube trophy plaque. The play button. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going to be one of the top YouTubers like out there. And then you manifested that like in a couple of months. It was wild. And then you had this like, a giant award from YouTube. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm friends with this woman who's a celebrity on YouTube. If our listeners have been listening for a while, they've heard you on the show. It's been a while, but we're going to help our listeners today understand the keys to creating your reality. And like I said, you're a guru in my eyes in manifestation. And I think it has a lot to do with creating your own reality and watching you in real time commit your energy, commit your time, commit your focus, um, create powerful practices and vision boarding. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about what in the world is manifestation. Help us out. How can we understand this concept? I feel like there are a lot of different ways that people would describe it. And I feel like a common misconception that people who are new to it they think it's just like so it's just like waving a magic wand or thinking a thought and it's supposed to materialize in front of me or manifestation means I get everything for free right like oh you manifested a tiny home that means you got it for free right no (laughs) manifestation is really like taking your thoughts and integrating it into reality like taking a thought creating it into form just like anything that's invented, like I have these oracle cards, this physical deck of oracle cards. This started out in someone's brain as a thought, and they went, I want to create this. And through a process, and over time, it is now a physical object. And I feel like a lot of people feel, at least I did, that life happens to them. Like life's not fair. You kind of get the cards you're dealt. Yeah. Manifestation is realizing, no, I can actually decide on what, what I want, put my focus there, use my thoughts and my feelings and actions to actually create that. And also there are times when things do just kind of fall into place. Like I've set an intention and over time that intention genuinely comes to me, but 
oftentimes it's like I set an intention and what actions do I need to take knowing that it will happen rather than going, oh, like I want this thing, but it's a long shot. It probably won't happen, but I'm maybe I'll try. Like, you know, there's all this like confusion and like chaotic energy around it. Like manifestations going like, I know this is for me. I have faith. I'm going to take the steps and go towards it. And when you go towards it energetically and with your mind and with your actions, it's going to come to you as mm. well. I love so all of that. I love, I know this is for me. I always tell a lot of my clients, get yourself into a space where you can say, I am available for this. Like mm-hmm. arms wide open. I am available for this. Allow it to be attracted to you. Allow it to have space in your energetic system, in your body, and in your belief system that it's already on its way to you. And then the other part that you said was something about, and now I'm going to take steps toward it. I'm going mm-hmm. I'm going to lean toward it. Like you said, mm-hmm. manifestation is not going, I want to win the Powerball. And now I wake up tomorrow and I win the Powerball, right? Like it's not just like in the fate of, you know, like randomness. Yeah. It's, there's this tangible thing. There is, there's this actual thing or uh, desire that I'm craving. I've seen it. It actually already exists. Like it's out there, it exists. And now I'm making myself available for that opportunity, for that thing, whether it's a opportunity like getting a new job or whether it's a tangible thing like getting a new fireplace, which I did this year. Like how do we t- like lean in? And it's not always just saving up money, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not just saying like, okay, well, breaking it down. Because I think a lot of times people go like strategically in the mind space, like strategically, okay, I want a new fireplace all I need to do is like bank this amount of money every single month. What are your feelings around the money focus versus the energetic focus and how all that kind of works together? I mean, it's definitely a balance. And again, there are the occasions and I've experienced them and you've experienced them where I set an intention and it genuinely comes to me. Yeah. But I'll use the example, I guess, of my tiny house. When I set the intention of I'm manifesting a tiny house. It was at a time where my finances were not in a good space. Like I was in debt. I was burnt out. So I wasn't really efforting and I was in a period of rest. And I'm like, I'm setting this intention of I'm manifesting a tiny house. And it wasn't just like from the mind, like, what do I do? I'm going to do a tiny house. Like, all of these like synchronicities and, and inspired ideas were coming. And it was one of those like epiphany aha moments where I'm like, tiny house that feels right. And like my entire body lit up. Do you experience that Heidi? Where you're oh, like, I just got chills when you said like it. Yeah. Tiffany drops in and you're like, this is meant for me. Like you feel it. Even though I was broke, I'm like, okay, this is, dro- is dropping in and I'm claiming it. So several things I did from the get-go was I openly stated it. Like, I know some people are like, keep your cards close to you and don't share your success until you have it. But like, no, as soon as the idea came in, I went on my Instagram stories and I was like, guys, I just had this idea. I'm getting a tiny house. Like yes. I'm manifesting a tiny, I claimed it. Yes. And so I spoke as though I was doing it and I, and I meant it. It wasn't just like, I'm speaking as if and faking it till I make it. No, I'm like, I'm getting a tiny house. Like yeah. that is my goal. We're going to see how it unfolds. I don't know the timing. It might take a year. I don't know, but I'm getting a tiny house. Like that's what I'm leaning into. And so I had the idea, I claimed it to myself and openly, and I meant it. And then for me, I just kind of started getting energetically aligned with it, not in like an obsessive way, because some people have this like obsession and then they're hyper focused in a way that's not healthy and it has this crunchy attachment energy. But I like, a, like it, a suffocating I, grip, right? Like yeah, a... like I need this so bad. Yeah. And that that pushes it away. But I had this energy of possibility and excitement. So I would go online and look for tiny houses. So I'd go on Facebook marketplace and see the tiny houses in the area. I would watch tiny house videos online and just get curious about what I wanted. And then I got specific, like, okay, I want a tiny house that has two lofts because I want a sleeping loft and I want an office loft where it can be my Zen Den meditation office space, which is where I'm recording this podcast from right now (laughs) a full bathroom with a bathtub full kitchen full appliances like spacious 
And side note, that is exactly what I'm in right now. And so when I started dreaming it up and like getting really clear on what I wanted, I started finding them. Like I started finding actual tiny houses that matched that description in my area. Wow. And I didn't have the money, but I'm like, I found it. Like, this is it. And then I actually took action. And this is where the finances came from. I took action on my finances separate from the goal of manifesting a tiny house. Ooh. I just took action and go, I because I, I'm a coach as well. So I since my energy was shifting and I was getting more open to my goals after being burnt out and like shut down from goals for a while. I was like, I need to get back into my coaching. I want to get back into my coaching. And so I leaned into service and through leaning into service and having this goal, I ended up generating a $73,000 launch for yes. a coaching store. And it was separate. Like it was separate from the tiny house. It wasn't like, I'm doing this so I can have this, like, you know, the steps to get this thing. I was like, no, I'm going to put on a, a coaching program but what can I do to make this the best possible experience for them? And actually a side note on how I had that launch is I put on a free 10 day event. And even the 10 day event, I was like, set aside making money and getting clients into this program. How can I create the most impactful, amazing 10 day event, regardless of the outcome? Wow. So it's like all of these things that I did to get the tiny house, especially when it came to the money was separate from having it attached to the desired outcome. But then I ha- I did the I did the 10-day experience. I had a $73,000 launch and all of a sudden I had the money to have a down payment like I'll, I'll, I'm transparent on prices. This is a $142,000 tiny house. It's a pretty spendy one. Yeah. But I had the money to have a down payment and be good with monthly payments, you know. Yes. I I love that. I want to recap for our listeners the steps that you just flowed into with probably not even realizing it because you do it on a regular basis. <laughs> these are so important. So I want you guys to pause, grab a pen and paper and write these down. First of all, name it. Like name it. Second of all, claim it. Name it, then claim it. And me- the third one is mean it. I think that one's probably the most, one of the most important ones. They, they're all super important. And, but name it, claim it, and mean it. Don't just say it to be cute. Yes. Feel it in your system. Make it a heck yes. Like it's not a forced mean it. It's a, this is what I desire, deeply desire for myself, right? Name it, claim it, mean it. Number four, get specific. So once you mean it, actually make it deeper than that. Get really, really specific. And you said in that phase, get curious around it first. So it's like, get curious. And while you're being curious, let yourself get super specific into what that looks like. Don't just kind of go like pie in the sky. Where do you want that to happen? How do you want it to look? How do you want it to be? And how do you want it to feel? I think like speaking like you mean it and like feeling that you mean it are really important to marry together too. And then the last thing is just take action, right? Mm -hmm. Like keep leaning in, keep leaning in, keep leaning in. So such good nuggets. And I love what you said about needy energy. Like, mm-hmm. don't go into anything in your life with needy energy. I have to have it. I can't live without it. I think a lot of people in my community who are getting back into the dating scene again, like once they've figured out who they are and deeply love themselves and create their comeback, then they're in the space of like, okay, I'm going to get out there and find Mr. Mrs. Whoever right. I'm going to find my next person. And they become like, attached to getting this next person now and it becomes a needy energy not like a claiming it like a mm-hmm. i am ready for love i'm ready to receive love outside of myself and then really letting that grow mm-hmm. or getting attached to a specific person too like ah. yeah <laughs> like a really really specific person right 6 foot 4 dark hair without even considering the emotional aspects Mm-hmm. Like how you want someone to care, be in relationship with you, communicate with you, show up with you or show up for you. Uh, all those types of things I think are have so much deeper influence in our futures 
in relationship than the surface level stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't stand surface level conversations. And I realized a long time ago that I don't have social anxiety. I have surface level anxiety. Yes. Right? So important. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. But I I, I think you really shared a lot of your uh, personal journey and manifestation and, and what that looks like to be an active participant in creating your reality. Like, mm-hmm. when did you start manifestation why did you start and how did you start? When was it? Why was it? How was it? Like, what, okay, what was yeah. all this? This goes back to my original story. And and I feel like a lot of your listeners can resonate with this. So my original story of my rock bottom. So when I was in my 20s and I moved to LA, I got into a relationship with someone who was on YouTube. I looked up to him and he ended up being an alcoholic. Not only an alcoholic, but... All of the toxic traits that can come with that, like constant cheating and even got a girl pregnant and all of these things that were just really heavy, obviously. And I was with this person for years, like trying to fix them and totally consumed in a full on toxic relationship. Yeah, I could talk. I could go into so much depth, but I want to keep it to the point. So obviously going through that experience years in a relationship with the alcoholic that takes a toll on you. Like that completely takes away all of your self-confidence, your energy. And, you know, eventually if you don't leave, you hit a really hard rock bottom. Do you feel like you lost yourself in that relationship? When I was in it, absolutely. Absolutely. That was my, my constant focus on like, what is he doing? Where, like, checking his into like who's who's he interacting with who's he cheating on me with now like oh he's out driving and drinking right now i'm gonna freak out because like what if he dies like all of this constant all consuming just all, all consuming, consuming for years, for years. Yeah. and it affected me in so many ways it made me break out like my skin i had never dealt with acne or anything before like 18 years nothing but in that relationship my skin was breaking out i had always been pretty like relatively petite ish and in that relationship, I quickly gained 30 pounds, yeah. Con- like heaviness, anxiety was like my constant state. I was broke. I was suffering in my friendships because I didn't want to tell anyone in my life what was going on because I was embarrassed. And the people who knew I was still with him was like, you're an idiot. Why? Like, so everything was just a wreck. And yeah. that led me to my rock bottom. And it was in the rock bottom that someone, an acquaintance actually was confiding in me or I was confiding in them. It was a random person who always just in the right timing would be like, Hey, how are you? And because I didn't <laughs> know them very well, I would tell them all the things. And he was like, have you ever read personal development books? Uh, maybe they would help. Ironically, side note, this guy uh, is someone who's had a lot of like weird, toxic controversy himself. He's a YouTuber, like a big YouTuber. <laughs> So it was a fun, it's funny how it worked out, but he was like, maybe try these personal development books. And he actually ordered them on Amazon and mailed them to me. Wow. So in, yeah, in that rock bottom, this other person who was kind of toxic himself sent me (laughs) these personal development books and they were the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Yes. Love that book. I know, you know, that one. And then the success principles by Jack Canfield. I love that one. I read that one after you recommended it to me and I just could not put it down. I could, could, I could go back and read it again, honestly, now in a being in a different space. It's, it's very, very enlightening, empowering. Uh, I'm so glad you had those resources. Yeah. And so it was after, so I read The Miracle Morning. It's a short book and right away took action and started implementing a morning routine, which I'd never had before. Like I was someone who, my room was a disaster, like, like embarrassing disaster all of my life. I didn't make my bed. Like growing up, you couldn't even walk across my floor. My roommates would like shame me all the time when I lived with them about how messy my room always was. It was a disaster. Yeah. And and I always slept until noon. So that book had me start like, I'm setting my alarm for 8am. I'm making my bed. I'm going to spend part of my morning routine tidying. And it was at that point that I started with a morning routine. And that included, I started meditating and journaling and moving my body regularly. And again, I took action right away. And then right after that book, which was a very short read. And by the way, at this point, I 
did not identify as a reader. Like I actually would have said that I hated reading at that point. Me too. When I read those two books, I was the same point. I was like, I, I'm never going to get through two chapters because I'm the slowest reader on planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I zoomed through it. I was hungry for change, right? Like just so done with the BS Mm -hmm. and so tired of feeling like crap and so tired of repeating the story in my head, like all just a sad spiral. I was so tired of sitting in it. I'm like, I'm going to do something. Same. I was like, I hate reading, but I will literally try anything, anything to feel different. Please, something. (laughs) That's amazing. Anything, even reading. Ah, and it worked, but with action. Yes. And so then when I, your original question, long story long, (laughs) short story long, is I read the success principles and that is where I first really, like I heard about manifestation and the secret, but that was the first time I really read about or learned about the law of attraction and manifestation. And it's not that that book is all manifestation, but there is a chapter even called use the law of attraction. And then there's a chapter on vision boards and there's a chapter on scripting or future journaling. And all the key things that I use started from that book. And so many people ask me all the time, like, tell me all of your knowledge on scripting. And if you don't know what scripting is, it is where you journal as if you're living the life that you want to live, like in present tense. Yep. In that book, there's a tiny chapter on scripting, like pages. And I read that and I resonated with it. And I took what I read and I started taking action and just kind of developed my own understanding of it. And that was the only thing I read on scripting. And like, I'm kind of known like on YouTube, I have hundreds of thousands, like, hundreds of thousands of views on my videos for scripting. You're the person that also got me into scripting. And then I taught other people how to do scripting. I'm just like obsessed with it. It is one of the best practices and it does so much for my life. And it stemmed from just a few pages in that book. And people are like, tell me all of your knowledge. How do you know about this? I'm like, I read a couple pages and then leaned into what it meant for me and did it. And it worked. (laughs) Yeah. And believed in it. Like like you said, I'll do anything. I'm going to try it. I think a lot of this too is it stems from curiosity. So if you hear something out there that somebody's doing, like the things we're sharing today, just be curious around them. Try them on for size. And I, I can guarantee something will stick, something will land. And if you can make it meaningful to you, you'll continue the practice of it. And then you'll watch your life change like before your own eyes. Actually, the biggest thing that helped me believe that I could change my life through those books was the fact that in those books, there were so many testimonials of people who were even worse off than I was and completely turned their life around. I don't, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it Hal Elrod who got into some massive in the Miracle Morning? He got into a massive car accident and was supposed to be paralyzed. And I don't know if he wasn't supposed to be able to talk or, but he wasn't supposed to be able to walk again ever. Yeah. And he's now like up and healthy and a public speaker and inspirational. And so hearing that story, he went from a traumatic accident and was never supposed to be able to walk or have a normal life again. And his brain was supposed to, yeah, he couldn't speak either. He was, he lost his speech. And I'm like, he can turn his life around. So can I. And then the success principles as well was just packed with stories of people who were using these tools and had massive life transformations. And it was just that feeling of if they can go from where they were to what they accomplished, I can too. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I love all of those things. Okay, it's time for a 10 second break to tell you about something great. Did you know that there's a community of divorced women who meet up virtually on a weekly basis and heal through divorce together? That's right. Our 12-week comeback community and group coaching experience provides the roadmap, the resources, and the relationships needed to navigate your new normal, create your comeback, and thrive after divorce. Take it from me. When you've got a plan and a partner in place, you'll be moving forward faster in no time. Visit divorcecomebackcoach.com and book your free clarity call with me, Heidi B, today and see if it's a fit. All right, let's get back to the show. I I feel like so much of what you shared has evolved 
over time into your full-time job. Like mm-hmm. your YouTube channel is epic. You share all the real-time tools and tips that actually work for you. They've worked for you. You didn't just like read them and then say, oh, hey, <laughs> go ahead, give it a go and see what happens. It's like they've actually worked for you. You continue to do them on a regular basis. And now you're just showing hundreds of people how to properly manifest on a regular basis. But what has changed in your process over the past few years as you've been evolving? Like, has anything adjusted or changed in your process of manifestation? Absolutely. I mean, as far as the tools go, I kind of like to stick with the same tools like vision board and scripting and... Uh, what else? Vis- uh, did I say visualization? Visualization is also amazing. Those are my those are my top three manifestation tools: vision board, visualization, and scripting. Top three. So those are like my go tos. But as far as my understanding of manifestation, that has shifted. When I started, after being at such a rock bottom, I kind of was at a place. Like I grew up in a Christian home. I do not identify with any religion now, but. I grew up in a Christian home. And so that was kind of my belief system. And then at my rock bottom, I was just kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't believe in anything. How, how, like every, everything's, how can we think that we have all the answers? We're like a little speck of dust floating in space. Like, why would we think we know everything? <laughs> and so I like, yeah, I hit that point where I'm like, I, I felt I didn't admit it. Cause I'm like, my parents will be very upset if they hear this. So I never really admitted that to many people, but yeah, I hit this point where I'm like, I don't believe in anything everything's dark and sad and the world's not fair. (laughs) And so, but when I got into manifestation and learning about it, it was all just like, okay, it's all about reprogramming the subconscious mind and believing in yourself and knowing that it can happen. And so that was my perspective around it when I started. But then as things started happening, I was like, there's something to this. There's something magical to this. So as I started you know, quote unquote, raising my vibration and manifesting things and, and experiencing massive synchronicities and just having these little like spiritual things happen. I realized that it's so much more than just like subconscious reprogramming. And so I just view it from a very spiritual lens. And because of that, and because of my understanding connection, it's helped me not have so much fear and need to control because I know that there's so much going on outside of what I can see. And I have so much support and literally everything is happening for a reason in perfect timing. And even when things feel like they're going wrong, I don't go into chaos mode and think everything sucks. Even if it feels like it sucks, I can be like, oh my gosh, this is a really hard chapter right now, but I know it's happening for a a reason. And I'm going to get to a point where I'll look back and be like, oh, I see why that happened. But ultimately, I know I'm always supported and nothing can ever go wrong. And even if the worst case scenario happens when it does, because we all die, I'm still going to be okay because this is not everything there is. We're just here having a little human experience and there's so much more. So having that understanding and release of control because of that understanding has just made life super magical. And And I'm always caught. That's why I can take such big leaps, like to get this tiny house. And I joined a program, which led to me having my $73,000 launch. I didn't have the money to join that program, but I knew I was supported and I had all the signs and synchronicities and my intuition saying, go for this. Didn't have the financial proof that I was going to survive, but I took the leap because I trust my intuition and know that I'm always supported and the money came. And that's what always happens because Mm. I know it's not just me and my mind and me alone in my bubble and my subconscious mind. Like there's so much support yeah. that I'm always caught. I always love using out. that mantra when you're faced with fear. Like I am always supported. That mm-hmm. to me is such a powerful mantra to create a sense of a state of peace and a state of surrender, both which you need to move through life with ease, I think. Mm-hmm. I want people to understand the value of vision boarding because this is a practice that I I didn't do for a very long time because I was too cool for it in college, you know, it was just just too cool too cool for school. Didn't really know anything about it. And then once I got married, I was kind of like that's going to be weird if I have a vision board. What, you know, always like worried about what other people are going to think from like having a vision board. And thinking and then changing the belief into like, oh, that's just such a childlike thing. That's 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 a thing for little kids, like to like cut out 
pictures of things and words and blah, 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 and put put them like decoupage them onto a thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I created all these stories that didn't support vision boarding. And then when I stopped those stories, honestly, I think I saw you doing it. And I was like, well, this chick is manifesting her way through life. I want to get me some of that. I started doing it and it's evolved over time. Like now I've made it my own sacred practice and I've added like categories and segments that mean something to me. It just kind of started very generically without putting too much thought into it to take the pressure off and have fun with it. And now it's evolved into something that's really, really sacred and important. I can look down. I've made it a placemat on my desk that I literally lean into every single day to start my day, to end my day. And as I'm staring at it right now, it's so funny. One of them... One of the big words on here as we're talking says manifest it Um, (laughs) really, really big. But there's so many things on here, uh, ways of being, ways of thinking, ways of feeling, and then physical things like going on a hot air balloon ride and having a new style and, you know, going paddleboarding and reading a book a month and going tent camping, all these different things that I thought of at the end of last year that I wanted to move and manifest into this year. And not all of them have come true. I never expect anything out of these, but it's a constant reminder of where my heart is at and where my desires are at as kind of like this compass, this guiding force every single day. And when I see it, then I remember the feeling of it and I believe it. So what to you has been the value of vision boarding? Why is it so important for grownups, especially to be doing this? (laughs) I laughed (laughs) when you were talking about, oh, it's childish, whatever, because I'm sure people have that perspective a lot of the time. But I would actually like to challenge the people who think that way, because actually, when I tapped into my childlike energy, that is when the magic started happening. Like that, the playful energy, that is where the magic is. That is when the synchronicities come. So if something feels childlike, I don't want to even say childish, childlike, because it's fun, then do it because that's what's going to amplify the manifestations and and, and draw the things to you. But making a vision board, again, I read about that in the success principles. And besides starting my morning routine and everything, that was one of the first things I did when I learned about manifestation and the law of attraction. Like I took action on that. In the success principles, one of the one of his shares, Jack Canfield shares who's the author of the success principles. And he's in the secret. We all heard of the secret. And he talks about how he was going through his things after he lives this like really beautiful, big life. He was going through his things and found his old vision boards and he pulls it out. One of his first vision boards, he pulls it out and looks at it and there's a house on it. And in that moment, he realizes the house that he put on his first vision board is the exact same house he was living in. And he didn't even spend on that. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Side note. So I think it was that story alone that I was like, okay, shoot, I need to try a vision board. And so from the get-go, I made my vision board. And guess what? I put it up and both of my roommates thought it was weird and cringy as well as everything that I was doing. I felt this like, who does she think she is? Like, she's always messy. Like, like instead of cheering me on, like, oh yeah, you're waking up early and they're like, what are you doing up? Like, that's oh you made your bed what like if you're going to the gym like that was the energy I got so of course putting that vision board up was uncomfortable in my room even though it's in my private room they could still you know walk by and see it and they did and I was like whatever I'm gonna focus on I'm gonna focus on this for me and so I put all the things on my first vision board and in that first year like 75% of the things on my vision board came true. And of course, when we put, when we make our vision boards, those are things that we do not have in our reality. And I was at that rock bottom where nothing, like everything was stagnant. I wasn't accomplishing anything. And 75% of the things on that first vision board manifested. So year after year, I would make yearly vision boards. New Year's, New Year's, make a new vision board. And every year, like 75, 80% of the things would manifest. And maybe the things on the last year's vision board, if it didn't manifest, but I still wanted it, I would put on the next vision board and it would manifest. Yeah. But some of the things that didn't manifest ended up falling away because I wasn't really even connected to them anyway. Yes. So it's like the things that didn't manifest weren't for me anyway. So I just had the, 
my answer is I just have so much proof that it works. And when you can push past that fear and discomfort of like, oh, it's silly. What will people think? And go, no, I'm claiming this. This is for me. And then it happens. And then anyone that was rolling their eyes and potentially judging you, they're like, oh, those roommates of mine now are like, oh my gosh, I've been scripting and making vision boards. It works. (laughs) (laughs) And actually like my relationship has changed, but when with them, but when it started, there was a lot of resistance and judgment, but I did it anyway, because it's about me. It's why should we have our lives dictated by the opinions and judgments of others? Like how sad would that be to get to the end of your life and be like, I was so afraid of what everyone else thought that I didn't do anything I wanted. And I kept myself caged in for my entire life based off of their judgments. And guess what? Actually, some of them are judging you. Some of them are judging you. And then some of them aren't. Some of the people we assume are judging us aren't. But regardless, we're getting judged. Yeah. But why why would you want to have your life dictated by that? Like Mm-mm. you have this one life as this human that you are right now. And you're here for specific reasons. And those things that you want, don't, not the things that you're like, oh, I should, I should want a mansion and a, and a yacht and like a Lamborghini, right? Like that's the cool thing to want. No, not those things, but those things that you're like, my heart really feels like, oh, I want this, like this, ugh, like I, like it makes me sad to not go for it, even though you're like, but I can't do it because it looks stupid. Those are the exact things that are meant for you. And when you actually claim them, those are the things that manifest, but you have to be willing to claim them. And making a vision board is such a good visual representation for your subconscious mind as well. It's part of it. So you're seeing it every day. You're passing it. Even You don't have to sit there and study it all the time, but it's still in your awareness. You're still putting it out there outwardly. So you're claiming it. Your subconscious mind is picking it up. Other people are seeing it too. It's getting out. You're anchoring it in. And also yeah. I feel like that spiritual support that I find to be a really potent part of it when you can tap into that. I feel like that support is just cheering you on like, yes, they're claiming it. We're going to help even more. Yes. I, I I think it's really important to um, something that you said made me think of. It's not a checklist, right? It's not there to make sure that you get all these things accomplished in a year. This is not a goal sheet or anything like that. Your goals can be intertwined in, into some of these desires or your values, of course, but it's not a checklist to go, did I do it? Did I do it? Did I do it? And then beat yourself up at the end of the year and go, crap, I didn't do enough. It's Mm -hmm. really to just go, wow, these are my desires. Are they still my desires? And then carry them through if they are and leave Mm -hmm. them behind if they aren't. It's like, it wasn't meant for you. And now you've proven that it wasn't meant for you because you never actually wanted it in the first place. So if I look at some of these things on my list, I'm like, oh, I actually, I actually guess I didn't want that in the first place or, oh man, yeah, that's still really important to me. I want to put it, put it on the next one. So the episode right before this one, last week's episode was how to get more out of your 2024. And if they listened to that, I really tried to set them up with key questions to dive deeper into yourself and your desires so that they could use those things and use those questions to create a vision board that's effective. So do you have any pro tips or maybe must haves with designing a vision board? Oh, yes. Yes. Good. I teach this as well. Like this is one of my big things I have my clients do. But um, so my like flow, this is opt- all of everything is optional and it's what resonates with you. But what I like to start with for the whole process is before I even make a vision board, I like to declutter and clear my physical space and let go of old items. Like let's really look at what we have and clear space to make room for what we even want before we even try to think about it. Like, let's just get a fresh slate. So I clean my space. I declutter. I let go of old objects. I also like to just like energetically clear. So I have several energy healing certifications. So I personally do use things like Sage and Palo Santo. I'm not suggesting everyone goes and buys that. People have different opinions on that. But if you do, if you're into that, I do recommend you can find online indigenous shops that you can buy from. So just be responsible with uh, where you source it if you want to do that, if that's resonant with you. So I clean my physical space, sage the energy of the space. And then I do a little bit of like a manifestation ceremony. So I will get silent. I'll meditate. I'll make a list of all the things I would like to call in. So just a list of all the things I want to call in, write it down. 
And the way I like to look at it too, is if the next year went like amazing, what would my next level look like? What is my mm-hmm. next level? And so I write what that would look like and bigger than you naturally would think it would be too. It's like push yeah. it a little bit, but don't do it so far that you self-sabotage and go, Oh, I can never do that. But like, what is my actual next level where it's like a completely different step up? So I make a list of those things and then maybe I'll script about those things. I'll definitely do like a visualization or something and whatever feels right in that manifestation ceremony. So those are like the the, the setting it up to yeah. make the board. So then what I do is I take that list that I wrote and I go on to Google and I type in those words into Google images. Yes. And I find images exactly that match those words and the ones that really represent what I want. So yes. I'll, I'll really look through it. If it's like a tiny house, for example, I would find one that really looks like the one that I want and maybe even take it a step further. And if it's just like the outside of a tiny house and it's not in a surrounding that I want, I'll go and like use PicMonkey or Canva and quote unquote Photoshop it into the woods. Yeah. Like, no, I'll, that's I'll really... Do- That's the specific part too, because last year I wanted to finally change my name after, you know, nine years of being, eight years of being divorced. Mm -hmm. And so I found, uh, and I moved from California to the state of Ohio. So I needed to also get an Ohio license. So I put an Ohio license on there with my new legal name that I wanted, which is legally Heidi B. And I put it on my vision board because I didn't have an ID that looked like that yet, but I put my actual face and my picture photoshopped into an Ohio license and I wrote my name, printed my name in there. So very, very specific is key. Not just like, you know, uh, not just like Sally's Ohio license. It's like, no, my Ohio license with my new name. I love doing those little like customized or like putting yourself into like the vacation environment. Like, obviously those are, those are optional, but if you can do that, it really helps amplify it. And you don't have to, if you don't have Photoshop skills, you could like, I could have, if I didn't know how to Photoshop a a tiny house into the woods, I could print two, two separate pieces. Like here's a photo of the woods. Here's a photo of a tiny house that fits and I'll cut out the tiny house and glue it right into the photo of the, the wood. So there's a lot of different things. That's 100% what I did with the license, by the yeah, way. There like, you go. Here's my face, cut it out. Here's the license, cut it out. Write the name in the empty yeah, There you go. Good. <laughs> so it depends. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, search specific images based off of that list. You can judge them up with Photoshop or just like pasting them on each other on the vision board. And then I will also on top of that, find words online. Like if there are phrases or words that I want to add specific ones, then I will print those out too. Otherwise I will also go get a couple magazines just for fun and look through them all for like filler images and like words just to, just to add to it. Yeah. And then I, and then I put it somewhere that it's visible and leave it there. That's important. Mm -hmm. The last part's important. Put it somewhere visible. And I, I've had clients who are, uh, you know, were kind of still working through some of their insecurities. So they didn't necessarily want to like put it in their bedroom that they were sharing with someone else. So I said, put in a space where you're going to go every day. Yeah. Maybe your partner's not going to go. And one of my clients had this genius idea. She had a really big journal and she put it on the first two pages of her journal. So every day she could go as she did her scripting practice, she could open it up and look at it. And and it was always a part of her daily routine. So it's somewhere that you're going to see it on a regular basis. Yes. And I would also say that if you have those feelings of like, oh, I don't want anyone to see this, that is a great stepping stone. Put it somewhere where you can see it and, and get really accustomed and used to it. But I also encourage you to take steps to be able to put it somewhere where you don't feel ashamed. Because if you have shame around what you want, shame is the lowest vibration. It's going to be really hard to open up to actually attracting those things if you don't want anyone to see them. Yeah. Ooh, that's really, really good. I love that you said use it as a stepping stone too and and get curious around why you don't want other people to see it. Because I also loved how earlier you said when you put it up and your roommates were like, what the heck is that? But there still was now their seeing and buying into at some level, at an unconscious level, like, oh, this is what she desires. And there's more soulful energy backing it 
it and seeing it and and like sending it out with and you. they were able to see my transformation and be like wait what wow you did that thing like it's like sometimes you people are waiting for others to believe in them before they do the thing but it's like you got to do the thing and then people will believe in you that's how it, that's how it was with my family with yeah. all the things that i manifested even doing YouTube, when I started, my parents were always like, you, sh- you need to go get a new job, go get a, new- a real job, go get a real job, go get a real job. And then I did the stuff and they're like, oh, okay, we believe you got it handled now. We got- yeah. And now like, I just invested in a $25,000 mastermind, which is wild. And I felt resistance to tell my dad, cause I'm like, is he going to be like, no, <laughs> like that's bad. Because even with my tiny house, I pay for it, but my dad did co-sign. So there is that like, I don't want him to like feel uncomfortable or worry. But I told him like, hey, I joined this mastermind. He's like, you've done it before. Like, I believe in you. You think that this is going to be something that pays off then? Like, I know you got this. Yes. Back in the day, he would not have had that reaction. I had to do it for myself for others to believe in me. Oh, that's that's right. Just show up. Let him see. Let him see it change. Let him see it shift. What's one thing on your vision board from this year that you're really proud of manifesting already? The tiny house. Yes. Tiny house. So cool. Because, well, this was more last year. I didn't do a vision board. I just did. Actually, here's a little hack. I do recommend doing a full on vision board, but when I was, because I was traveling Oh yeah. You were traveling like all year. I was year. traveling. So I couldn't do a physical, it, it didn't feel like I could really do a physical vision board because there was all the, tra- and I had so much in my car that it would have gotten like all wrinkled. So what I was wrinkled, <laughs> bent out of shape. So what I did was a bunch of phone screen vision board backgrounds. Cool. So I would get a goal and I would put an image on my phone screen background and those things would manifest like in Ooh. a month, or two months. And so Last year, I had a picture of a tiny house on my phone screen for the entire year, and it manifested in six months. Obviously, I shared all the steps before that came with manifesting the tiny house. Yeah. But I didn't point out that it fr- from that point of I was broke and burnt out and had a, to make a new plan, and in that new plan was the tiny house. From that financial rock bottom, in six months, I had the physical tiny house. Wow. Ah. Oh. I love this so much. That was the phone screen vision board uh, manifestation success. (laughs) This is so good. You guys, I would love for anyone listening who's going to do their vision board this year to send it to us in in our DMs. Let us see what you have put together so that we can then send all the good energy towards it, towards you out into the world with you. Take pictures, DM us, message us. Let us know how it's going. Leave a review on the show and let us know what you think. Annie, how can more listeners get you a part of their life? Well, you can check out my YouTube channel, which is Oh My Annie. That's with two H's. Or you can find me on Instagram. That is also Oh My Annie. And I share kind of a variety of content. So I do a lot of manifestation and personal development and things like that that go along with my coaching. But I've also really been loving sharing just like my... like tiny house lifestyle, kind of like taking you into the manifestation. So So there's a a wide variety there. And then also I am a coach and I have, you know, different programs running at different times and I do one-on-one and another fun thing that is exclusive to my one-on-one clients. I've been offering in-person VIP retreats where one-on-one clients get to come and stay with me in my tiny house. I've done three of those so far and they are my absolute favorite thing. And they're like content collaboration retreats. So we like I teach them how to film and make videos because I've been doing that for a decade and they collaborate with me and they've been on my channel. It's been a, r- a really cool thing that I've added on recently. It's really cool. I love watching it. I love watching you. And I'm so grateful that you came on the show. Also, you guys, by the way, Annie has a 28-day manifestation challenge on her website. So you can go check that out. That might not, that might not be there by the time. That this oh, is- it might not be there anymore, but she'll have something else up there. I, I guarantee. Have other things. <laughs> she's always got stuff going on. So she might not have that challenge up there anymore, but she's got other stuff. I do. There's so much stuff. Okay. So a quick closing question, two closing questions I ask everybody on the show. First thing is, what's one thing that you love about you? I love my authenticity, which is one manifestation key that I forgot to mention in this video. 
authenticity and being yourself is the biggest manifestation hack. When you can unleash who you really are and fully be you, you attract what's meant for you. And what's meant for you comes so much easier than when you're trapped and caged in and have all this like chaos in your mind and density in your body. Like when you're just like you, you attract the right friends, aligned friends, you claim what you want and people are drawn to that. And that is one thing that I get told all the time that I'm very honored in myself. I always get told when people meet me, like, you're the same person. Like yeah. you are the person you're on, you are online is who you really are in real life. Or another one is I'll have friends say she's even cooler in person. <laughs> yes, you are. You're in that where you see you you see someone that you look up to online yeah. and then you you meet them. I you know, me being in the like the quote unquote influencer world and living in LA for so long. I met so many people I look up to and then you meet them and you're like, oh who's that? Different. Like there's yeah. There's a little bit of meat in it. Like there's so you're really closed off. And so I feel like just me learning to fully be me has been huge. And you are. You give me you've always given me permission to lean deeper into who I really am just by showing up as your full full self. It's amazing. I don't understand why people would want to be anyone else or like be me. Like why why would you want to be harsh and rude and mean to people? Like Freedom. Yes. I want freedom. So I want I want to give people the freedom to be themselves. And I want to have the freedom to be myself. And I want to give people the freedom to be themselves, even if they don't want to give me the freedom to be myself. Mm. Yeah, I do. That makes sense. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I have one more question. And that is simply what does joy feel like in your body? Joy in my body? For me, it feels like it really stems from the heart and it's just this open, expansive, like electric energy that beams out and it just feels kind of indescribable, but just very open. Like every direction, there's energy shooting out. Yes. Yes. I can see the visual right now. Yeah. I can see like you're like a Care Bear right now with like this giant heart just like... <laughs> bursting out of, of, yeah. of the center of you it's it's like you know oftentimes we hold the density in us but in the state of joy it's like it's just clear right there it's clear in your heart it's clear in your gut it's just open yes 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 oh I got tingles I got tingles oh all right well I love you so much I adore you I love the work that you do I love the person you are the human you are and I'm so grateful for the energy the expertise and the time that you've given us today so thank you for being here love you thank you and to everybody else always remember you are safe you are loved you are enough go out into the world shine your light bright and live a limitless life we'll talk to you next time Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would, take a quick screenshot and share it now or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting over on Instagram at Divorce Comeback Coach or go to divorcecomebackcoach.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to see if our comeback community and group coaching experience is for you. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are safe, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.